Yo, what is happening guys? Nathan back once again with another episode of the Unplugged Freedom Podcast. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about how I turned down $100,000 because I stood up for what I believed in. I stood up for against what was right and what was wrong. And in the end, I came out on top. And did I get that $100,000 that I missed out on? No, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about that. Maybe you guys are in the same situation as I was. Maybe you're still in that situation because it all hasn't been lifted. And if you know what I'm talking about, we're talking about the effects of 2020 and the juice. So like usual, I got to watch what I say. I got to watch my wording on some things so I might have to talk in a little bit of a code during this episode because we all know what happens. I actually just received another strike on my YouTube channel uh, which from a video that was posted like a year ago and they finally came out with hey this is medical misinformation and you're getting a strike you won't be able to upload. Not that I have uploaded in a very long time and that's partially wise because I have just been getting, it's a new YouTube channel. I've just been taking my podcast, putting them onto there, and it's uh, already been flagged. So in this episode, that's what we're gonna talk about, how I turned down $100,000. Maybe you're in the same situation, maybe you're still in the same situation, unfortunately. And uh, so let's get to it and what it was like during those times of the mandates and everything. So just to give you a little quick blurb I am now back with the company 10 months afterwards they called me back and they said hey look mandates have dropped did you want your job back now a lot of people would say how could you go back to a company like that they didn't want you and the thing is is that I I'm I don't see myself being with this company for forever I'm not a kind of person who's like a forever kind of thing because I may enjoy it today, but I may not enjoy it tomorrow. And so that is that is why. It's just I make good money here. I do enjoy it so far. And even though they did that, you know what? I'm just here for me and my own reasons. And at any point in time, I feel like that I don't want to be here anymore. I will up and leave and go somewhere else and do something else. I have had many jobs over the years I can't count how many jobs I've had I've sold timeshare in Bali work construction in Australia I've been a bicycle courier in Australia I've been in a, a mechanic in the military I have done construction I've ran job sites I have done just an incredible amount of things and I love it all and I love the experience I, I learned a lot about myself what I like and what I don't like and uh, you can learn more about that kind of stuff in in previous podcasts. But today we're going to be talking about the mandates, what I did throughout that time, how it was for me, and let's get to it. So, $100,000. The reason I say I turned down $100,000 is because in the 10 months that I was off, I would have made $100,000. Okay? So, imagine that. There's not a lot of people who would have turned down $100,000. That's like sitting at the table and they bring you in, they say, hey, look, we got a little bit of a proposition for you. 
and they slide over an envelope and they say in that envelope is a hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars for each jab you put into your arm all you need is two and we're willing to give you fifty thousand dollars for each one what do you say and I'm sitting there and I look at them and without even hesitating no questioning, no wondering, no like, if this, if that, maybe, no. It was just a flat out, slide it back to them, looking them dead in the eyes and say, I don't need your money. You can't buy me. You don't own me. Nobody owns me. You can't bribe me. You can't coerce me. You can't even threaten me. So keep your money. If I have to make less money out there, then so be it. At least I will be able to put my head down on the pillow and sleep at night knowing that I did what I knew what was right. Now I know and understand that not everybody can do something like this. You know, people have, people have mortgages, they have truck payments, they have ill parents that they're taking care of. They have wives. They have kids. They have mistresses. They have it all. I get it. I understand it. You know, they make $160,000 a year and they're spending $180,000 a year. I get it. So when confronted with a situation of, hey, look, you're going to lose your job if uh, you uh, don't take this, yeah, I can understand, you know, you want to put food on your kids' backs. Now, the reason that I have been in a situation is because I always knew that I never wanted to be controlled like that. There's a lot of people, there, there was, I've heard stories of people crying. You know, they waited as long as they could. And then, you know, when it came time, they were crying when they had to roll up their sleeve because they, they didn't want to, but they had to. They were forced to, essentially. You know, the, these people, they, they spent beyond their means, let's say. Now, the thing is, is that, and I've talked about this many times in the podcast, is that there's nothing wrong with having kids. There's nothing wrong with buying a house or having a wife and spending outrageous amounts of money on your wedding and... There's nothing wrong with these things. But what we have to think about is, hey, maybe maybe having one child we'll start off with, but we shouldn't just pop out three kids within three years and then complain that, you know, the government is forcing us to do something that we do not believe in. Like we should we should be thinking forward thinking ahead and maybe maybe we don't need that six bedroom house maybe just a two bedroom house out in the country is fine rather than having all this property and all this uh, these bedrooms and this second living room and a sitting room with a library that you never spend any time in <laughs> so we we have to think about these kinds of things you're going to buy that Peloton 
bike worth a few thousand dollars, but are you actually going to use it? You're going to buy that $5,000 mountain bike, but how many times are you going to go out? Maybe you could rent a mountain bike when you go out and it would still never equal the amount that would that would be to buy that mountain bike. And so we have to think about these things beforehand. And so that's kind of like how I, I live. Now, I'm not saying that you had to live how I live. That's not what this is all about. What I'm saying is that you have to think forward. Say, okay, let's say we have two kids. Okay, we have our savings in case something goes wrong. We have a year of savings stacked up and we have very little debt over here and we have uh, just whatever. You are prepared that if you were to have to make a, a, a critical decision in your life, you would be able to say, hey, I don't believe in this, I don't need this, and I'm going to leave. And you could have left. And 10 months later, you could have got your job back. Same seniority, same everything, same pay, same everything. And actually, you're even higher in seniority. <laughs> and you even have the potential of even putting a lawsuit forward towards the company for, for, um, sorry, I'm driving right now, for doing such a thing to you, you and your family, and putting you and your family in such a situation. There are... Well, I guess in this situation, there like if you had credit cards, it wouldn't have worked. If you um, you have that insurance on your credit card or your loans and things, you lost your job. You didn't actually technically lose your job. They knew exactly what they were doing. That's why they, you weren't allowed you weren't allowed uh, employment insurance. You weren't allowed to take anything out like that. Uh, that you lost your job with the banks. So that the banks could pay for your your loans, things like that. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew. And they, they know a lot they know a lot and they know exactly why people are keeling over in the middle of sports fields, thousands of them, and they don't care. They knew what they're doing, they don't care. It's horrible. So August last year, actually I guess it's the year before, sorry, uh, August 2021, I had made a post and I said, if you are unjuiced, it is time to be worried. And the reason I said this was just because of how I was assessing the situation, assessing what I was seeing on the news, uh, what, how the world was moving. And so I said, okay, I, I think it's time to almost be worried. And I'm not someone that worries a whole lot. I'm just like, whatever, like I'll get through it. When I start to worry, that's when you should start to worry. And so, uh, yeah, if I'm worried, then you probably need to be worried. So at this time, I said it was almost time to be worried. A week later, boom, mandates dropped for our company and said, you will need to get the, the juice or else you may not have a job. And I was like, oh, wow. So the, my three to five year plan with this company just turned into a three to five month plan with this company. So now I had to put my affairs in order. And I was actually working out of town at the time, staying in a hotel. See, the way that I live my life is everything can fit in my car. It's how I enjoy my life. Like I said, it's not 
how you should live your life. You should figure out how you want to live your life. But just always make sure that you are preparing in case you ever are put in a situation that you may need to go against your ethics or your beliefs or your integrity. There's nothing worse than having to twist, have your arm be twisted and then you have to go against what you believe in. And so you should always prepare. So if you want to have three kids, well, prepare just in case something like this ever happens again. If you want to buy a house, go ahead and buy a house. But what happens if you lose your job by something like this again? How are you going to pay for that? So, so I was, I had moved out of my place. I drove back up to the town I was living in, moved out of my place. Now I was basically officially living in the hotel. I didn't have a home and which was even crazier because, because, uh, if I were to look for a place, well, they want to make sure that you have full-time employment. Now I could have kept the place that I was in, but the thing is, is that, uh, it was, what was it, $1,200 a month, and it was in a small town. There's not much opportunity in a small town. And so, if I was gonna make any money, I needed to make sure that I was in, let's say, a city. So, I wanted to go to a city, which I was already in. I was in Vancouver at the time. And so, I draw. I moved out, moved out of my place. I was officially living in the hotel. November 30th, no, no, November 1st is when they said you have to have them by. And they kept calling me, kept asking me, and I said, no, no, there's nothing you can do, nothing you can say. I'm like, you can't scare me. Now, I wish that everybody who didn't want to get it stood up on this day, stood with us. Because we could have shut down this whole entire country within a matter of a week. If everybody who didn't want to get it, I'm just talking about our job, our company. If everybody who stood up and said, no, we're not getting this, or maybe they did get it, but they still stood with us on November 1st or when the mandates dropped, then we could have shut down this whole entire country in a matter of a, a week and they would have changed their minds real fast. Because fast forward to today, just for a quick little blurb, is we're very short on people. Very short on people. Is it because of this? I don't know. I'm sure it has something to do with it, but I don't, honestly, I don't think so. Because there was not many people who didn't get it. And I was one of the very few. So, that was the unfortunate thing. So, November 1st, they said you have to have it by this time. They extended it to November 15th for whatever reason. There's uh, claims and things about it. I won't get into those, but um, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was kind of annoyed because, honestly, I just wanted to see what was going to happen. I wanted to know, hey, is is this, like, how many people are there? Because most of the time, companies kept this very, very close to them. Very close. They kept it, they didn't want anybody to know that there was going to be hundreds of people or thousands of people who were not getting it. There was no way they were going to let that out because even if 
they said, you know, there's there's ten people. You know, maybe the, maybe someone hears that and they're they're saying, you know what? I'm going to be the eleventh one. I'm going to join those ten. And so they really just they just said, uh, you have to have it by this time. And if you're not, you're done. You're fired. You're gone. So, yeah. Unfortunately, our union did diddly squat. All they did was. Um, come to us and say oh there's nothing we can do we can't fight them it's a fight that we'll lose and so go get it I was like wow thanks guys appreciate that real appreciate that so unions were useless unions are bought out there's 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 uh, plenty of evidence and research into unions that you can find that is out there and you can find uh, where unions have been bought out it's not it's not hard to buy a, you know an organization out it's not hard at all so to think that that cannot happen is is just ridiculous so yeah basically they just sent an official letter and you're like wow okay so we're shit out of luck thanks um now they extended to November 15th and I was kind of annoyed because I just really wanted to see what was going to happen. Was nothing going to happen? In my mind, I knew that nothing was going to happen. In my heart, I had this bit of hope. This bit of hope that people were strong. And unfortunately, when November 15th came, just everything just kept on trucking like it did just normal they didn't skip a beat nothing and I was like wow okay alright so this is a surprise so now I had no job and we were told that in January that if actually we were told that if we didn't get it by I think it was the end of November that we would be fired but then they extended it to January said if you don't get it until January you have to get both of them by January then or else you're fired and then all of a sudden they came out and said well you're not gonna be fired you're just gonna be you're just gonna be held out so okay great so November I actually went to my brother's I hadn't seen my brother in a few years and um, so I went to go see him and so the plan was to go spend some time with him and stay with him for a little bit uh, I had some projects. I always have projects on the go, like side business, websites, marketing, things like that. And so, which I highly recommend for people, okay? You can have your job. I always high, highly recommend. Do something on the side that you can make an extra thousand bucks a month. And if anything happens throughout this world, like look at our economy right now. Like our economy is just just absolutely insane it's being crushed uh amazon i think it was eighteen thousand people were laid off from amazon don't quote me on that eighteen thousand maybe twelve thousand but it was a lot as many thousands so double it was actually double what they were expecting so they said in december i think it was they said hey we're gonna be laying off this month this much and then all of a sudden they came out just in January and said uh, sorry it's actually twice as many people so you don't have a job and you don't have a job and 
twice as many of you now don't have a job. So you always got to prepare. So I always, uh, so I always say, have some sort of side hustle in something. You're good at something. Trust me. There, uh, like something. I'm not going to get too deep into it because there's plenty of videos out there. But just to say, like, what would somebody pay you for? There's so many things someone would pay you for. If you like to clean garages, just garages alone. I, I was on this one Facebook group and this was a business somebody had. They made six figures just cleaning people's garages. I used to install garage doors. You should see, nobody ever uses a garage for an actual vehicle. <laughs> like, they just use it for extra space. <laughs> I always remember climbing up this ladder and getting to the top of this ladder when we're installing this garage door. And I look over at this pile of just stuff, just stuff. And they're at the top of this pile. There's this ravioli machine still in the box. And I'm thinking to myself, just in case, just in case that day comes when you're just feeling for some homemade ravioli. Like this thing's probably from like the 90s and it's still in its box, probably got the receipt inside the box. And I always remember that. Like when you get to see inside people's garages, it is very interesting. So that kind of just stuck with me over the years of just how much stuff people accumulate and that they, so many of them don't even use their garage as a garage, it's just a storage space. So. Yes, so what I was saying is that there was somebody who was making six figures as a business of cleaning and organizing garages. What would people pay you for? Well, what do you pay for? I pay for convenience. I go to a place where they make these pies, meat pies, maybe even like dessert pies, and I buy them, these loaves of bread. This lady makes these sourdough loaves of bread. They cost eight, nine bucks a loaf. This is in Canadian dollars for those of you. and. I happily pay it. Why? Because it's good, it's delicious, it's organic, it's just amazing bread. I love it. Now, could I go down the aisle of the same store and buy a $2 loaf of bread? Maybe even a $1.50 loaf of bread. I'm sure I could find that. But what are you getting for that? You're getting absolute garbage in that. You get some trash you're putting into your body. You wanna know why people are so sick, obese, and just unhealthy. It's because they eat that trash. And so unfortunately, yeah, like food is expensive. Food is one of my number one things that I make sure I pay money for. Like when times get tight, I do not spend less on food. I actually maybe spend the same, if not more. And the reason for that is because I need my mind clear, I need my body healthy in order to be able to get through what I need to get through. So when times get tough and then all of a sudden you start eating ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese and these kinds of things, you're not giving your body what it needs, that healthy, that healthy food, nutrition. If you give your body what it needs, it will return back to you 10 times folded. You will cure diseases. You will have sleep better. You will, like, my sleep is amazing. I, I love, I love the quality of my sleep. I hack my sleep as much as I can. I, I, I'm on call pretty much 24 seven. Like, my job is crazy. Like, we work 80 hours a week. I'm on call most of it. I'm away from home about half the time. I work 80 plus hours a week. 
Um, we can work up to 16 hours. Like, how do you do that and still feel good? Like, people look at me and they're like, man, like, how do you work so such crazy hours and times and and still look good? Like, you would never guess that you work night shifts and, you know, all these crazy hours and all these times and you're like, so one day you're sleeping at, you know, midnight. One day you're going to bed at 4 a.m. One day you're going to bed at noon. Like, it's just all over the board and the reason being is because I make sure I try to take care of my health as much as possible am I the healthiest out there no absolutely not okay you can definitely be 100 times healthier than I am I do still enjoy food but the thing is is that I do try to take care and make those better choices when it comes to food so if you were to buy let's say an $8 loaf of bread maybe the energy and the quality of how you feel is is worth much more than the $2 loaf of bread that you could get. And, you know, maybe it has a factor of, let's say, affecting your sleep. Maybe it has a factor of affecting your, your energy, your moods. Maybe you got kids and you gotta, you gotta deal with moods, right? So, uh, I know we kinda like turned off on a, on a tangent, but this is also what helped me to get through this, this 10 months without an income well part partial income I had a partial income because I was doing websites and different things and taking photos for businesses and that's why I say do a side hustle something because you never know and let's say for example just another little quick note on nutrition let's say there's a, a supplement and it costs five dollars a day it's hundred and fifty dollars a month okay now that might seem expensive. Like I spend that much on supplements every month. Why? Probably at least that. Why would I do such a thing? Well, let's say $5 a day, what are you getting for that? You have to look at it in a different way instead of looking at it in dollar way. So you look at it and you're like, oh wow, $150, that's crazy, I would never spend that. But what if that $150 in a month gave you better sleep maybe you were able to sleep less but you felt better and then what would that give you that would give you more time through your day so let's say you're sleeping eight hours but you're not even feeling that great when you do wake up so now let's say you spent $150 and part of the supplement helped you with your sleep well now you can sleep six hours but it's even better quality sleep and now you have more time throughout your day. So that's what, two times 30, 60, 60 hours. You have an extra 60 hours in your month. So you have to look at it differently. Would an extra 60 hours in your month be worth $150? If somebody came to you and said, I will give you an extra 60 hours in your month, you can do with it as you please, but all it's gonna cost is $150. I would pay for that any day, any day. I don't know about you, but I would. Now, not only that, $150 a month is, let's say, it gave you more energy through your day. So not only do you have more time through your day, but now you have more energy through your day. People are hitting the coffee at 3 p.m., right? That, that 3 p.m. crash, I don't drink as much coffee as I, I 
as I did before. Uh, I do other things. I actually hack. So, so I since I work night shift, some days I get just bagged. We worked up until, what, 5 o'clock in the morning the other day. And yeah, am I tired? Absolutely. Do I drink coffee? No, I actually reach for other things. So one of my hacks has been to eat hot peppers, spicy hot peppers. One, they're healthy. Two, they're good for you. And four, wait, did I just skip a number? <laughs> um, you, you're not putting caffeine into your body. Like there's nothing wrong with caffeine. Like I go out and I enjoy it. If I go to see one of my friends, we're gonna go to a coffee shop because we enjoy, like that's that's part of our thing. Like we, if I go see them, yeah, I'm usually have a, a, a nice delicious coffee in hand. And so, but the thing is, is that it's much better when it's not stacked on top of all this other caffeine and energy drinks and all this other stuff that you've been consuming throughout your day. So, so let's say you spend $150 a month, you got better sleep, you're sleeping less, you got more time through your day, you got more energy through your day. Let's say you got better moods. So not only are you sleeping better, you're sleeping less, you got more time through your day, you got more energy in your day. On top of that, guess what you also have? You have better moods through your day. Like with, with just that alone, would that be worth $150 a month? That would, absolutely. So, so you have to think about sometimes, instead of thinking about the number, thinking about what the benefit you are going to get from it, right? So if, if somebody says, hey, this supplement costs $150 a month, and you're like, oh, that's not, I'm not really gonna pay for that. And they're like, oh, it'll make you feel better and you're, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have more energy. And you know, they're not selling it very good. But if it is, if it does work, okay, and it does help you sleep better, it does give you more energy, better moods, better uh, whatever it is, better recovery times for your workouts, like all these things, would that be worth it? So that's kind of how I, how I put things into perspective, and that's why I can work 80 hours a week, night shift, schedule's all messed up, on call, and I'm still kicking ass and taking names I'm looking forward to my call for work and I'm out there and I'm doing a good job do I get a shitty call sometimes where I'm kind of like a little bit more tired absolutely I had one just yesterday I worked what uh, 10 hours but uh, only had like a couple hours of sleep because the schedule was off and you thought you were gonna get a call at this time and then all of a sudden you didn't didn't come and you're like shit now I gotta I don't know when the call is gonna come and so then I tried to go to sleep, bam, two hours later, I get a call, I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> so you do get those sometimes and you are tired. Luckily, I've got some hot peppers to chew on, you know, to keep me awake, trust me. It's hard to fall asleep with, um, when you're chewing on spicy hot peppers and it gets easier, okay? You get used to eating hot peppers. They may be, might be hot, don't start at hot, start at medium, okay, work your way up and um, it's, it's good for you, it's healthy for you. And then also, it releases natural endorphins as well. So natural endorphins will actually keep you awake and is a much better uh, stimulant than caffeine. 
caffeine is, can tax the body, it's hard on the body. So anyways guys, that's just a little off on the side, but um, uh, like I was saying, to, to, um, to have a side hustle just in case anything like this ever happens ever again, which if it happened now, trust me, the, the, the government's gonna do it again <laughs> with something new. So you gotta be prepared, okay? If you had to go against something, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I, I got my arm twisted and this is bullshit. I can't believe this is happening. I have to go and get this, this juice. Yes, I hear you. However, if you look at many of those people who were bitching the whole way, rolling up their sleeve, many of them are still living the same life that they were that got them into that situation that forced them to roll up their sleeve. So what I mean is that if you were in that situation and you truly said this is wrong, this is not right, and you had to, you were forced to pull up your sleeve to put uh, food in your, your children's mouths, I get it. But afterwards, if you're still living the same life that put you in that situation, I'm sorry, I have no sympathy for you. But it's the people who had to do that and they said, you know what? I will never, ever allow this to happen to me ever again. And we're gonna make some changes. And maybe they sold their house and they bought a smaller one. Maybe they sold that $5,000 mountain bike that they never ride. Maybe they sold, you know, the toys around. Maybe they, whatever, they learned to live on less. They don't need the big dually pickup truck. They just need a smaller kind of truck. They don't need four vehicles. They just need one and they can get by. And they'd make some changes in their life so that the government can never come along and do this to them ever again. Those people I have the utmost respect for. Those people, when they say, I was forced to take that thing, I hated that thing, and I will never allow another company to ever come along and do that to me again. I have so much respect for those people right there. But it's the other people who bitch and complain and whine, and they still say to this day that they were forced, they were coerced, they were threatened to get it, they had no choice, and so then they got it and guess what they're doing? They're still living the exact same life that put them in that very situation. There's a reason why I live the life that I live. It's because when I was in the military, I was, I was miserable. I hated it. Now I'm not saying the military is bad. It's a great career for a lot of people. But I didn't like it. And the thing is I had a contract, I had a lot of debt, I had all these things, you know, and I couldn't just leave. I couldn't just walk away. And after that, it kind of stuck with me and I said, I never want to be in that kind of situation again. I left a relationship, I left that job, everything. And I remember she was, she was saying to me like, what do you want out of like all the stuff that we have? And I said, I just want my computer my clothes, a few things, nothing that won't fit in my car. And I was driving a small Volkswagen Jetta. 
things like a small four-door car and so it was packed I remember it was packed you can hear about that story I think you can hear about that story I think I told that story but um, uh, I was homeless for a month and that was that was uh, a crazy time I can't remember if I if I shared that story on my podcast but um, yeah I, I jam-packed my car full of stuff and uh, that was kind of like the beginning like who would have known that that was and that kind of ties back into the foreshadowing of the the episode I said a couple of uh, episodes ago I was talking about is your life predetermined and foreshadowing and I actually just noticed that I just literally realized that right now that who would have known that that was literally 10 years ago um, who would have known that me packing that car just full uh, that's all I wanted to have and that's where I would be 10 years later loving that and um, I thought that was I thought that was really cool because afterwards after that I did I bought stuff and I I did have a place I rented a place and had this girlfriend at the time and we bought a whole bunch of stuff and you know we did it all again and so but it was really interesting now that I, I actually just had that realization is that that was like the foreshadowing of today I do not like to own stuff it's just the, the dealing with it because I want to be able to be mobile because I may enjoy something today but I may not enjoy it tomorrow. I may enjoy this town that I live in, but I may not enjoy it tomorrow. So I want to be able to have the freedom to be able to move. And so I love that. There's a lot of freedom in paying rent. There's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions in home ownership versus rentership. And not everybody's meant to be a homeowner. And it's okay. People pay a lot of money for their houses. A lot of money ridiculous amounts of money unless you bought it back in like the 70s 80s whatever um, people are paying outrageous amounts on it so it's even if they bought it within the past 10 15 years and they sold it 10 years later they didn't make much money from it they may say oh yeah we made you know two hundred thousand dollars from it but at the end of the day when you factor in the amount of interest the amount of time that you spent having to shovel the driveway having to deal with maintenance costs deal with taxes all these things you may have walked away with you know let's say 20 grand you know maybe maybe 50 after you factor in all those other costs and so whereas me when I pay rent I don't deal with any of that none of that and anything goes wrong you know I don't have to deal with it I just say hey look you got a leak in the roof <laughs> I'm gonna watch some TV while you deal with it so uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, great information out there about uh, home ownership and renters, and is it is it uh, meant for everybody? And at the end of the day, no, it's not meant for everybody. Just like anything, nothing is meant for everybody. And so I just say this because maybe you're in a moment right now, and you're thinking you have this pressure on you because you're at that time of age and you need a house, right? You're you're a loser if you don't have a house. Well, the thing is, you're, you're an idiot if you're you're um, still renting and you're paying somebody else's mortgage. Well, no, you're not. You have freedom. You can wake up and the driveway can be shoveled clean because you didn't have to wake up two hours earlier just to shovel it, uh, all the snow from it. You know, you didn't have to deal with the hot water tank. There's, there's so many more benefits 
uh, that come with being a renter versus being a homeowner. Some people love to be homeowners. They love to build, they love to create, they love to renovate, love doing all that stuff. If that's what you love to do, go do that. Have fun, I want you to have fun, right? Like I said, living my life is not what I'm, I'm telling people what to do. I'm telling people to figure out what it is that they want to do. Not what society is expecting you of to do. When you're 30 years old and you know your people are looking at you like, so when are you gonna buy a house? You can't rent your whole life. You're just paying somebody else's mortgage. You can't actually rent your whole life, you can. You can. There's plenty of people who do it successfully. Absolutely. And so, so my point is just that take a look, you know, at your life and are there any areas in your life where you're almost feeling pressured? Pressure to be married, pressure to buy a house, pressure to go to college, go to university, pressure to graduate. Maybe you're halfway through university and you are feeling pressure of, you know what, I need to graduate this even though I, I, I hate it and I despise it and I know I'll never be it, but I gotta finish it at least or else people will think I'm a loser. No, if you don't like it, turn around and, and go the other way. That's my advice to people all the time is to, to find out what it is that they want and say no to what other people in society wants. So, how did we even get onto this topic? <laughs> That's the thing with me is that like I can talk and I can talk a while and I know that we're talking about uh, you know me turning down $100,000 and the thing is, is that I just, I knew that I never wanted to to be able to have my arm twisted in a situation. That if a job ever says anything to me, I'm like, no, thank you. Because when you can say no to $100,000, that is an incredible amount of freedom and an incredible amount of power if you have the ability to be able to do that. You are actually a very dangerous person to society if you have that amount of freedom. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So let's go. Basically what happened is I was at my brother's, visited my brother's for a while. And then I was kind of thinking, okay, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to find a place? Do I want to live in Victoria? That's where my brother lives, nice island. And so I was thinking about it and I was looking for places. And unfortunately, I couldn't stay with him. I think there was a mold problem. <laughs> Told him about it. I don't know if he's doing anything about it, <laughs> but uh, we're completely different. It, like for most people who ask, uh, uh, what my brother's like I always say like just think of me but the complete opposite <laughs> like what you think of me just think of like the complete opposite he's great I love him you know he's my brother and so um, we have a great time but uh, yeah he's just he's there definitely the opposite of me he's older than me he's 40 he's eight years older than me I don't even know how old I am um, for I think I guess he's 44 and um, yeah but unfortunately sometimes I feel like I'm the older brother being the older brother for quite some time uh, so yeah but uh, 
So there I was looking for a place, but in my heart, when I'm looking for a place, it was kind of interesting because I thought, you know what, I feel like, I don't know, I just, I didn't like it. It's just like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a place, I'm gonna rent a place, and, and then what? You're just gonna do the routine thing over again. You've been working for the past, what was it, year and a half at that time? 19, 20, 21, two and a half years. Two and a half years I had been working, just, just working away. And all of a sudden, here I've kind of opened up and got this bit of freedom in this crazy upside down world that we were now living in. This was November 2020, 2021. And so something inside of me was just like not, not, uh, not digging it. I was like, well, I got some projects that I got to finish up on some websites and things. And um, I do need a place somewhere. And then I went on to Airbnb and I said, why don't I just like use this place and go like travel somewhere, go explore something I've never explored before. I have that freedom to be able to do so. So I said, yeah, let's do that. So I started looking on Airbnb. Where would I like to go? Same thing on Airbnb. I was looking at these places and yeah, a lot of them were nice, but a lot of them were just places. And so I, um, I also saw these very interesting and unique places. We're talking like five-star RV campers that someone had like set up in their backyard and it's like a banging like $200,000 RV and They've got like a wicked like patio. Like they just decked this thing right out. And it was like on their property. And it had working like everything. And uh, I was like, holy smokes, like this is so cool. And then I would see, let's say, this one was a school bus. It was a converted school bus. And I was like, man, this thing is so cool. And I loved these. There was just something about these that were just like pulling at my heartstrings, you know, just like. I was being pulled towards them, being compelled towards them. And then I saw this tent. Now, a lot of you, if you follow me on my Instagram, Unplugged Freedom, you can see this tent if you go back in my, my Instagram. So I saw this tent and it had like a bed, coffee table, like a little couch thing. It was a pretty big tent. It had a heater and it was on this big piece of property on the like waterfront cliffside and you could walk down to the dock and be in the water and i saw this tent i was like oh that's cool and it was like twelve hundred dollars for the month everything included and i was thinking to myself well that kind of is it's less than what someone would pay for rent plus utilities i said that's not bad you might think that it is expensive for a tent, but honestly, it was it was amazing. So anyways, I'm looking around, I'm finding all these cool places on Airbnb, and I keep seeing like really cool places, I see like just normal places, but I was kind of stuck on, I want something really cool. And I kept, it kept searching, looking, and then I kept coming back to this tent and there's something just pulling me towards this tent and this tent was just just like I thought you know I can get a place and I could book that place and you know it'd be cool 
but what about this tent? What do you like to do most of the time? And this is where I started to have that conversation in myself. And I said, well, I like to grow my comfort zone. I like to do things that could be challenging. That, you know, I, I go through and I get to the other side and I'm able to say, I did that. And so having this conversation and knowing this about myself, I took a look at the other places and I said, yeah, these places are cool. But which one do you think you would probably grow more from? I said, probably the tent. Then which one do you think we should book? Probably the tent. And I looked at how many days I could book it. I booked it for 40 days. I was like, oh God, I was nervous. I was literally nervous. So like when I am put in a situation where I am nervous and I'm like, oh God, I actually thrive in that. That is actually what I want in life. That is what I love. I don't like a place where, you know, I know what tomorrow is going to be like. I know what my paycheck's going to be tomorrow. I know who I'm going to wake up next to tomorrow. I know where I'm going to be putting my head down at night tomorrow. Like, I don't like that. Now that may not be you once again, but I know exactly what I like. You may have that right now and you may think that that's what you like, but you also may not have experienced true happiness in your life. And maybe part of that reason is because you do lead that kind of life when it may not be your life because you've never taken the time to actually step outside and do something else. And so, like I said, the amount of jobs that I've had, the amount of jobs that I've left, the amount of relationships that I've had, well, I guess I've had three, but I've met people along the way and, you know, had these different connections and things. And um, you, you learn so much about life in general. And that is why a lot of people do appreciate coming to me for advice because I give them real advice. I don't give them the hoorah kind of thing and the bullshit that somebody reads off the back of a cereal box. Like I give them real shit that they can actually utilize in their life. And a lot of times they may not enjoy what I have to say, but what I have to say is real and it counts. And a lot of that wisdom is because of the life that I've lived. But like I said, this sort of life, this sort of like, you know, flying by the seat of your pants is not for everybody. But you have to take the time to find out what is for you. And what may be for you may be completely different from what I currently do. And it also might be completely different from what you're currently doing right now. So you have to kind of take these things into perspective. So. Anyways, here I am. I book this thing. I'm nervous as hell. Even the Airbnb owner, she gets back to me. She's like, this isn't really meant to like, meant for like long stays. She's like, how about this? You stay as long as you want. And whenever you're done, you know, in a couple of days, you just let me know and uh, we'll refund you the rest. It's like, all right, you've never met me. So I'll be fine, don't worry. Uh, quitting is not my forte. 
if there's days that suck, yeah, like I'll get through it. <laughs> so she was like, all right, well, you just let me know when at, with, you know, whenever you want to just stop, we'll refund you. I said, okay, sounds great. Thank you. So I get to this beautiful island. This island's got a population of 2,000. You got to take the big ferry and then you take the small ferry to this island. Pender Island, it was called. Like I said, you can go on my Instagram, Unplugged Freedom, and you can see these back. It was just amazing. Loved it. And what was crazy is because this was November. I think it was November 20th is when it was. And because it was winter here in Canada, nobody booked the other five cabins on the same property. So I had all this property basically to myself. And there were one, like the owner actually did come by and she thought it was like crazy that I was even like, you know, doing my thing. But there were like, let's say three people I saw. And most of the time they just spent like one night. And that's all I saw. For the other rest of the days, I never saw anybody. Well, on the property. They have a little coffee shop, a little grocery store, a little gas station, and they have a little tiny, tiny community, right? And so I'd get up in the morning and it was cold in the mornings. I'd have my little heater going. I actually had it like under the bed so it'd be like radiating the heat through my bed. And it was just, it was awesome, it was amazing. And, and unless I forgot to turn the heater on before I went to bed, socked, crawling into bed. <laughs> had to kill some spiders once in a while. I hated that first night I woke up. Uh, there's a spider on the wall, big spider. Not like Australian big, but big Canada size. And so, um, yeah, that was always kind of nervous, having to do the old spider look around before I crawled into bed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but uh, it, it was so cool. I actually went, I wouldn't say swimming in the ocean, the Pacific Ocean. I would say I did ice bath therapy in the ocean. And you can actually see those videos too on my Instagram as well. And uh, of me literally going in and holding the camera as I'm in. Like it's just, it's amazing. Ice baths like that, it's crazy. Uh, absolutely love it. So good for you. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so it was really cool. Uh, you know, I'm out there chopping wood and I could use this one cabin. So I could use this one cabin that had a kitchen so if I bought some food, I could put it in the fridge and I could use the kitchen. I could uh, light the, the stove there. I don't know if I could light the stove, but I did anyways. <laughs> but I lit the fireplace stove. So I'm like chopping wood and you know making the fires. And I could actually do my work, work on my websites and in that uh, uh, little cabin. So she's like, yeah, you can use that. That's, uh, that's totally fine. If you want to shower, you can shower in there as well. And so I was like, awesome. And so anyways, I was there just had my routine I'd go to coffee shop in the morning have a nice coffee and you know maybe grab a cookie or something and uh, yeah just it was so good do my work just enjoy the nature and it's crazy how silent it is when you're out there on a place like that and I was there for a total of I think 30 days I had 10 days left and one of my friends had called me she she had this dog his name is Marley and I've loved this dog 
all the time. Every time I get to see him, I just loved it. I would take him out, buy him treats, buy him food, anything and everything. I would spoil him to, to the moon. And so he was old. And so when I was staying in Vancouver, like I said, I was down in Vancouver, uh, staying at the hotel and she had lived in Vancouver. So she was living in Vancouver and I'd go over there and visit. And I knew that he was getting old. He had the lumps on him and he was just slowly getting around. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, you know, he just took a little bit of a turn. And, uh, and so she called me and said, hey, he's got cancer. Uh, he's really going downhill and he's going to be put down on Friday, which was actually Christmas Eve of last year, um, 2021. And here I am on this island. I'm going in a direction, doing my own thing. And she tells me this. I said, I'll be there tomorrow. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. And basically just like hung up the phone. Now, there's, there's a guy who I'd really recommend to listen to, read his books, go through his courses, is Ramit Sethi, S-E-T-H-I. He has a, bo a book called, I Will Teach You How to Be Rich. I Will Teach You to Be Rich, I think it's called. And so he talks about what is your rich life? And a lot of people, they think a rich life is just like throwing money around. You know, you're just like, oh, I got so much money. Uh, look at me. I'm just covered in diamonds. Like, uh, I'm eating $100 bills in my cereal. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but the thing is, is that a rich life is different for everybody. A rich life might be for you being able to fly first class. A rich life for you might be being able to buy a, a cabin for your family so that you can all have a place to meet up at for the holidays. A rich play, uh, life for you might be you know, just being able to go out for dinner and ordering whatever you feel like ordering no matter what your rich life it's your rich life but the thing is that you've got to figure out what your rich life is and so what part of my rich life is is being able to say I'll be there tomorrow and actually on my way right now uh, my uncle had passed away uh, just last week and so I'm actually on my way heading towards the town it's actually what five six hours away six hours away six seven hours away and we're gonna have the uh, little uh, get-together with some family and stuff for him at three o'clock which it's now 1230 and so um, yeah a rich life is me being able to you know take that time and go and and do it will I lose out on some money for taking some time off yeah but I make enough money that I don't need to worry about taking a day off here and there. So uh, that's a rich life for me, being able to have that freedom. So you have to figure out what it is that your rich life is because if you can figure that out and you can live that rich life, it brings you so much peace and so much joy and so much happiness. And so when my friend told me this, like this is like, this is like my best friend. I've loved this dog, you know, for, for so long. He was 14 years old. And 
I've just always known him to be there. And so, uh, yeah, it was just, I packed up my stuff. I called the Airbnb lady and I said, hey, look, um, I gotta, I gotta go. 